Maya Bennett finds her inspiration in the in-between moments, the ones when we feel most human. Her recent sophomore album, As the Pink Fades, explores her struggles with mental health and where she fits into this world. Bennett's Honesty has won her multiple songwriting awards through Swallow Hill and E-Town, and she's been praised by Denver's 303 Magazine for her live performances. Her passionate vocals, dramatic music, and striking lyrics create a uniquely affecting experience for the listener. I kicked the trash can from my feet. Welcome to the Raw Songwriting Podcast, where I challenge my guests to write a song in one week based on a random prompt, then we sit down and talk about the process. Along the way, we talk about the broader craft of songwriting. I'm your host, David Coyle, and it's my pleasure to introduce Maya Bennett. Welcome to the show, Maya. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Well, I'm excited to have you because you're abs- absolutely one of the most uh, mesmerizing uh, performers that I that I know of in the in the area, and I've I've known your music for for several years now, and I just uh, I'm. I'm totally looking forward to picking your brain on on the whole process of the whole thing. You know, I, I just have to say that I, I think I saw you first play when you were you were either 16 or 17. You were playing in Longmont at uh, a place called La Vida Bella, which was sort of a, a basement uh, coffee house or a garden level uh, coffee house. And uh, you had a cello player playing with you. Sierra Fournier. And I was just absolutely blown away by what you were doing because you just had this 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 huge voice. What really really got me was the the uh, the time signatures. You just tended to change time signatures um, in this this really uh, surprising way. And and then uh, and the lyrics were so uh, uh, just striking. I'm curious. I mean, is it is, do you do you still feel like you do? Uh, a lot of the, the the changing of time signatures and and I'm I'm just curious how how that evolved in your music. Um, at certain songs, yeah, I think I don't know. I've been kind of getting back into the swing of like regularly songwriting again after like the pandemic. It's still happening, but like kind of took a lag there for a minute. Oh sure. Um. But I think certainly, especially when I write songs by myself, because I have a band now and I write with my bandmate a lot and um, just the style of songwriting has changed between us. And I have a couple songs that I'm doing that and I need to relearn how to work it in a little bit because it's been so long since I've done that uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> regularly. Well, so how is so? Well, let's talk more about that. How, how has writing changed, uh, you know, working with a, a band? Uh, and writing for a band and, and writing with uh, bandmates, how, how has that changed from your, your solo songwriting? Um, I think partially um, I used to write in like more like times, like not necessarily interesting ways, but like I don't think it was more interesting before or now, but I would change times signatures more often and like do like more dynamic stuff because I was the only one doing it. And now sometimes when I write a song, I can really think about it and like how I can kind of produce it with other music as well. So it's like another layer and what other instruments can bring to it to add those things without me having to do it the whole time. So I'm kind of leaving some space sometimes for Hmm. other instruments to come in more so. So you you don't feel like the composition you're putting together has to be everything. Well, let's um. Well, let's take a listen to one of your songs here. We've got uh, a couple songs. Are these uh, these are both solo songs then from your uh, as the pink fades, or is it any either of them from your band? Uh, yeah, these are like the only ones I have recorded. I wanted to send you newer ones, but <laughs> um, but these are older. I wrote these songs by myself. They have full band instrumentation, but my producer Jonah Brockman is the one who added the instruments. Well, let's uh, let's start here with Wet Grass Between My Toes by Maya Bennett off the album As the Pink Fades. Here we go. My baby told me to never go, but I did. Oh, yes, I did. Till the pretty parts of my skin 
That was Wet Grass Between My Toes by Maya Bennett off of her album As the Pink Fades. And it's just such an amazingly dramatic piece of music. Um, You've got such surprising kind of accents and phrasing and whatnot when you're singing. And it's really engaging and i and i just wonder so you know when you're writing lyrics are you do you write them knowing how you're going to sing them or does that come afterward um typically i write them while i'm kind of writing the guitar part so like i kind of like figure it all out at once roughly and then kind of adjust accordingly but there are times when I write the lyrics first and then the guitar kind of is like creates the melody, I guess. I don't know. Uh-huh. They usually the melody and the guitar happen at once usually. Okay. Okay. And vocals usually go in there too. I mean, lyrics usually go in there. And and how did you go about writing this particular song? Um, it was, oh, it was so long ago. I wrote this song probably in 2018, but 
um it was after like a really rough time in my life where I kind of started experiencing some really hard things um and I wasn't able to handle them yet Hmm. so this is kind of me like apologizing for to like my closest people to me that I'm like oh I'm sorry I'm kind of like this or whatever um and I like was losing myself and stuff like that um and I think I just started messing around with the guitar I was just playing around and then I started writing it and does it and when you when you start writing a song uh how does it does it more or less just roll out of you or do you does it does it take you a while to to work it do you how how long does it usually take from a start to finish for a song for you um it truly depends on the song this song i think i wrote pretty quickly like within an hour and a lot of them tend to be like that now i'm starting to like slow down a little bit and think about them a little more but is that that because you're writing with a band or is that um no usually when i write with the band we write it all in one go Hmm. but now like for example being able to do this with you and we had to write that song in a week it really gave me and having a prompt that really gave me an intention to write so i was coming up with lines throughout the week Uh and then piecing them together so it's just like depends if i have an intention to write about something specific i'll take longer but if i just need to write a song and be like kind of have an emotional release that's usually when it rolls out yeah oh yeah yeah well did you do you find it to be do you find it to be pretty therapeutic when you're writing you know something like this song yeah this one especially was really helpful for me i think just to like process my thoughts because like overall this one is a little bit more of a simpler one lyric wise Mm -hmm. like comparatively um but i think that was like really helpful to simplify what i was feeling kind of and so what how does it when you're performing it um because this was this was written a few years ago right so do you still feel as connected to it as you did back then i mean what's the experience like now compared to when you wrote it i don't know i still sometimes feel similarly because i mean we all mess up we're all trying this is kind of what that song's about is like yeah trying but i'm like i can't figure it out yet and i think that that's something that most of us experience in one way or another, like throughout most of our lives, not necessarily about the same exact situations, but we're always just trying. Yeah. Sometimes we mess up. Um, So it still resonates with me a lot. And I really think that I like the contrast from the chorus to the um, verses, because I, the way we recorded the, chorus i like told my producer like i really wanted to make it sound like a fun circus party thing yeah that's uh, uh yeah um, yep yep and that just kind of feels like i really channel that energy and so it's like oh my gosh things are a little chaotic and still emotional and still like kind of fun and scary like i don't know just like the emotions behind the actual music too that- that i resonate with still it's that emotional uh i guess the to use the proverbial roller coaster ride right it's an emotional roller coaster ride it's a it's scary and fun all at the same time so yeah yeah well i just i i i love i'm I'm happy that the uh the producer really uh i one thing that i that at least your solo music and uh i've only seen your band once but uh at least with your solo music i i love the the kind of the the jolting changes in uh a feel between like your verses and your chorus or this you don't you don't always break it down to verse and chorus sometimes it's just kind of uh part one part two that sort of thing and you have these uh these changes and i i've always really appreciated that and and there have been some people that i've seen you play with over the years who i didn't feel like necessarily you know understood how the changes work when you're solo and so i really appreciate you know how what the producer did on this is that they i mean and you of course were producing it as well so that's probably why (laughs) yeah but he is he is so great he understood kind of everything i was looking for so it was awesome 
Now, did you make many, uh, I mean, just looking at the lyric sheet, there are some lyrical changes uh, between the recording and, and what you have on the lyric sheet, but were those oh, kind yeah, of spontaneous sorry. changes or did you make, you know, make those changes because of production? Um, there might be a chance that I just changed over time before I recorded it. Because uh -huh. this is like straight kind of for my notes. Sorry, I should have read it a little closer. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, no, like, no. <laughs> it's straight from like when I wrote it on my phone or whatever. Um, well, we've had I've had some in. I've had some other folks uh, that have been uh, guests on the show and they talk about uh, when they're producing that their producer will sit down and they'll they'll kind of go through line by line and figure out, you know, you know, is this the best way to say it, you know, in the way that we're going to be producing it? And I mean, did you go through with a fine tooth comb like that? Or is it you just pretty much got up and sang it the way you normally do? And then you added stuff afterward? I definitely changed part of it, like before, like the whatever type of verse or the build part was so much longer. And we decided oh. to cut it a little bit. I think I added a little more space for some of the instrumentation than I normally would, which I think was helpful. I don't know about lyric-wise. I think we kept it pretty much the same. Do you, do you think those changes stick, or are they something that when you perform this song, do you do you keep kind of those those changes, or do you keep to the way that you originally played it? Yeah, and especially since I'm able to play with, or I was before the pandemic, like I'm able to play with a band. Yeah. Um, these songs have stuck more in like the full instrumentation way. And oh, okay. I think sometimes I I add different dynamics when I play it by myself, uh -huh. but it pretty much stays the same at this point. Well, why don't we, well, let's take a listen to the other song that you brought in. Uh, this song is Slips and Things by Maya Bennett. And it's also off the album As the Pink Fades. Here we go. Several weeks ago, 
discontent out of its learning. That was Slips and Things by Maya Bennett off of the album As the Pink Fades. And uh, <laughs> just another another amazing, amazing song. Um, now I'm curious, because uh, I, I don't think that you, uh, I don't know, I'm not the most sophisticated guitarist, but uh, I'm, I'm curious what chords you tend to like to use. Do you, do you have chords that you really prefer? Well... Lately, I've been doing a lot of like, I don't really know what they're called. I haven't done a guitar lesson in probably like six years, but uh-huh. <laughs> I think they're like diminished chords or like very unsettling chords. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Usually they're diminished, but like sometimes they're just really unsettling and um, off-putting where they kind of make you uncomfortable, but they have like a dreamlike essence to them as well. Oh, I was just curious. I mean, if you, I mean, are they ones that you just kind of search for on the guitar, or are they ones that you're pretty well familiar with and you you just know what you're going for? Yeah, I like doing a lot of experimenting with them. I got a book last year for Christmas from one of my friends that is just like a guitar chord book that um, it just makes every chord more interesting so there's like different versions of like every single chord every single note or whatever i haven't looked at it in a while but i learned a lot from when i used it regularly so i'm kind of bringing that back and i need to get the book back out but (laughs) just like changing shapes with chords and like making them sound a little more interesting Hmm. is kind of something i've been striving for lately that's that's really cool yeah i just uh I'm I'm a little bit of a lazy guitarist to some degree, and I have kind of standard, or or a, a you know standard chords that I kind of work with. And and part of my limitation is that I hate 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 bar chords. Can't stand them, especially the <laughs> uh, the A form bar chord uh, or the B form. Oh, yeah. I guess the B form bar chord or whatever. Uh, so there's like a lot of up and down the neck stuff that I don't do, but uh, but I enjoy it. You know, every once in a while, just kind of you know setting out and trying to do some sort of interesting stuff and and i find that your guitar work to be the the chords that you choose to be really interesting and in this case they felt a little bit you know jazzy and whatnot and i don't know i I thought that was that was really neat but 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 what uh what else went into the making of this uh this song i don't know it's kind of another song sort of about like my mental health and my grief and stuff so like a lot of that energy it was like when i first started really experiencing depression i wrote the song probably in 2016 so it's kind of old yeah i just remember during this time i funny enough i washed my hands more than i do now during the pandemic and my Uh knuckles would get really dry and like that felt like such a symbol for my like what I was feeling in my body and in my brain. Um, so I knew I like really wanted to write a song about it to help process it. Um, and then I also tied in in this song. I was like 14 or 15. My great aunt passed away. And um, for some reason, I got all her like slips and like not like her undergarments, but like like things that you wear under sheer dresses and stuff. Uh-huh. And I thought that was like the funniest thing because it feels like it felt like a very personal thing um so i wanted to write about that too so i kind of tied it all together like greet just like i don't know i think something that i i like that i do but also i don't always want to do is like mix all my feelings together into one although i think that's how our feelings typically work yeah 
Um, I think you're but, right. So, I mean, that's kind of where the lyrics came from. This song, just like a mixture of grief and kind of like having grief for how I was feeling at the time, too. Yeah. Because of, yeah. Now, did, did you write this before or after you moved to Denver? I think it was just a couple months after I had moved to Denver. Oh, okay. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you you graduated from high school early and you mm-hmm. ended up you know moving out pretty pretty young out to um to to Denver to make a go of it and stuff and and how how did that end up influencing your your songwriting I think it was positive cuz I was able to like experience things and kind of find myself in a way I think it was good cuz I was also able to go out every night like to all these open mics with people like that kind of had a similar lifestyle to me cuz like I love all everyone that I was meeting in like Fort Collins and Loveland and Longmont, but it wasn't necessarily my age demographic as much. Yeah. So this kind of like opened me up to like different creative styles. So like it was such a perfect transition for me because I got to learn so much from the other communities that I was a part of for years. And then I was able to kind of feel like I was a part of creating a certain community here. And Mm -hmm. that was really impactful for my songwriting because it kind of was it felt kind of empowering to be a part of something in that way did you find stylistically that changed anything that you were doing or or was it just the just it just gave you different topics to write about yeah different topics and i think i just um i was just gaining yeah just gaining more like experience like life experience in general Mm -hmm. quicker than i was and jamming out with people more so I was becoming a different style of guitar player at times um I don't know it was all just a hodgepodge and I think the foundations were still there because when I was first learning how to play I played for like four hours a day and now I was working and going out to open mics and stuff so I had I was lucky to be able to have those foundations Mm -hmm. and now be able to implement them like more regularly more more fabulous music and the, the whole album is really really great thanks so okay well we're gonna take a short break and then when we come back we're gonna get to the crux of the matter which was <laughs> the uh the prompts that i sent out to you and then the songs that we both wrote based on the prompt that you chose so uh yeah we'll be right back after this welcome back to the raw songwriting podcast i am your host david coyle and uh, I am talking to Denver singer-songwriter Maya Bennett. And uh, Maya, about a week ago, I sent you a selection of writing prompts for you to choose from. I'm going to read those out here, and, uh, and then we'll find out what you chose. So, All right, the first prompt was a random picture. It was of a woman in a yoga pose where she's leaning over and she's grabbed her feet uh, while her legs are straight out. There was a random word. The random word was stenopaic, which means having a small opening for the admission of light. There was a random quote. Advice is what we ask for when we already know the answer but wish we didn't. That was by Erica Jong. And then the uh, prompt from Fearless Songwriting Program, uh, which you can find at timmyr.com, was around the corner, which included a picture of uh, some animals in a field, uh, like a goose and a mouse, I think. Uh, So, Maya, what... uh, what prompts were interesting to you? I mean, was was there was the immediately obviously which one you were going to go with, or did any of them tempt any other ones tempt you? Um, I was kind of tempted by around the corner. I thought it was a really um cool idea and positive, which it felt positive to me. I guess it could mean anything, but <laughs> yeah, um, which I liked. But another one that I really liked, which is the one I ultimately ended up choosing, was choosing. Um, was stenopaic because I liked that it like having a small opening for the emission of light is kind of it felt like a 
positive and in like a finding beauty in like darkness, which I yeah. love. So this is Stenopaic Daydream by Maya Bennett, and it is her uh, challenge song for this week's prompt. All right, that was Stenopaic Daydream by Maya Bennett, and it was her challenge song uh, based on the prompt this week. And uh, 
Yeah, this is uh, another another great one here. I really I, the 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 line that really stands out to me is the I have a picture of you on the wall, and there's nothing better than the blur of the night. I guess is probably the finish that, that attaches to that. But that's that's just I don't know. I I, I really love that. But there's just a lot of great great stuff in this. Um, so so what was it like working with a prompt? Do you work with prompts very often or at all? No, I think I have maybe like a couple times from like songwriting groups or mm -hmm. something, but this is my first time recording one. <laughs> so I was like, ah, um, but like I said, the prompt really stuck out to me. And one line is, um, I told everyone I see you in the sky in every ounce of pink in every sunrise. And that is referring to my album name kind of i was okay yeah yeah the the pink reference there yeah 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 and this song like my album name was is an ode to my dear friend that um passed away in 2018 oh, and it took me a while to let the light in from that situation not necessarily that it was a positive at all situation but just to be okay with it and like like be at peace kind of so yeah. this is what that song kind of was about just being at peace with everything because i don't know i feel like i was struggling with that around that time those last two songs were right before he passed away is when i recorded them and they're kind of about my own struggles and now i'm like still struggling always but it's like you have to learn how to let the light in and be okay so that's what this song is about I, I, I really I really like the the chorus here. Uh, if the days were shorter, I'd be a mess even when every minute feels so undressed. And uh, yeah, I just uh, the um, I, there's just a lot of great lyrics in this this whole thing. Um, Thank you. Did you work on this most of the week or did you kind of do it more, you know more in like one or two days or how, how did it play out for you? If you were to look at like the note sheet that i had this all on there's like probably three times as many like verses oh interesting um okay. so i started off with like a completely different idea and then i wrote the chorus and like that's the part i wanted to circle around which it's not really honestly related to the rest of it kind of it relates in a different hmm. way but um i was actually sitting on my couch and i have a picture of my friend that i took on a film camera where he is smiling and it's like a really blurry picture. So that's kind of very straightforward image. But then I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like that's a good way to work. That's what this word kind of means to me is like being okay with darkness kind of. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's like necessarily what it means, but um, I don't know. So then it kind of changed to that. So I wrote, I had like the wheels turning for a couple of days and I actually sat down and did it and it kind of became this well one thing i like to ask of everybody who comes on is just um to get an idea of how you know how you would how you would revise this what would your be your, your approach i mean I, I guess the the first question is do you feel like it's done and if not is this something that you would revise and 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 then how would you go about doing that yeah i don't know if you noticed but my first um revision would be i was saying senopaic instead of stenopaic in the song and i didn't want to re-record the whole thing so i oh sure would let it slide um and obviously that's just like a recording typo but i would also um probably make it a little bit more dynamic musically and really um like flesh out the guitar parts a little bit because i was kind of winging it but i there were some parts that i was like messing with like pull-ons and pull-offs that I think I could really accentuate a little bit more. And I think I can make the song a little more interesting hmm, musically. Okay. okay. And how do you, how do you normally go about revising one of your songs? I mean, do you, do you revise as you go or do you usually do like a first draft and then go back or how, how do you normally do it? Usually I revise as I go. Um, I used to be, I'm still working on it, but I like, I'm kind of guilty of not revising. I usually <laughs> just let sure. myself do it, but I think it could become a better song if I do that. So I think I kind of want to keep working on this one. Well, I mean, just, just in general, what, what is your philosophy about 
uh, like revising? I mean, is it something that, uh, I mean, cause there are some people that really do, they just, they, they just roll it out and then they just move on to the next one and they, they, you know, they're not that concerned with doing like heavy revisions, but then there are some people that take yeah. years to write a song. Right. So. Yeah. I'm still kind of learning how to find that balance. I used to never edit. I kind of was like super against it, but I think that there's a little bit of at least revising can help turn a good song into a great song. And that's kind of the goal. You want to be able to make songs that will resonate with people and catch their attention. Uh -huh. And that feels great for you to play over time. Like, you don't like, I want to try to write songs where I can look back in like five, 10 years and still like appreciate it. And well, maybe sure. if I just like write them and keep going to a next one, I don't know if that'll, always be the case but it's the goal to well try. did you did you change your kind of your policy on on revision based on like maybe some of your older songs were ones that you didn't connect with anymore or what was why did you well i guess first off why were you kind of against it you know early on and yeah why why did you why have you started changing that um i think i was against it before because like i was writing songs that i really connected with and I felt were at least good to me um, mm -hmm. and I enjoyed playing them like always um and then I the thing that really made me think and like as I was starting to get older and like honestly playing like these bit like not bigger shows but shows where I have shorter sets because I was playing like three or four hour sets all at a time when I was wow. younger um and now like as before the pandemic, we were getting up to play like bigger shows, like with headlining acts, like we were about to open up for a touring act and like we had done a couple of those. Um, and it's not like, and those sets are like 30 to 45 minutes. So you kind of like, I was okay letting the kind of not great song slide before because I was playing so many, it didn't really matter. Yeah. But now like, as I continue to create music and hopefully still play like those really fun set. Well, I, I would love to continue to play both things like three to four hours and then like 45 minutes. Um, but if we're going to play more of those 45 minutes, I want to pack it full of great songs and not yeah. mediocre songs or whatever. If you get enough songs, then yeah, you're going to have a hierarchy that develops over time. So, yeah. And then you might cater it to the, do you ever cater to the audience on the songs that you're choosing? Sort of like, you know, I think this might, you know, be for, you know, if I play at this venue, I think they like this kind of thing versus that venue where I think they might prefer this kind of thing. Yeah, totally. And um, I don't know, sometimes I feel like I'm talking in hypotheticals because it's been so long since we played a show. But um, I was really proud of the way my band was going. We, were, we, we had only been playing together all four of us since November 2019 before everything shut down uh -huh. our last show all together was March 6th of 2020 which is I, I think I time... went to that show I think I went to that show oh yeah that was oh, that was cool. the last yeah. show that I that was the last show that I went to I mean well I had my own show that I did like on the right before St. Patty's Day but I mean it was oh, yeah nice. last one that I attended was it was yours so nice yeah but, it was good to see you then it had been yeah. a while before that too <laughs> yeah yeah it had been a while too long um i know yeah but hopefully things are opening back up um but one thing like about the catering to people is like the band even though we hadn't we've only been playing together for like whatever five months like we all started working together to be able to like really get the dynamics down and really cater to the audience and we were like bouncing off each other in a way that we could adjust even the songs past like we would curate the set list for a show mm -hmm. but even the songs within that set list we were all able to bounce off each other's energy and really try to like understand where the audience was being drawn into and kind of um emphasize that part of this what we were doing if that makes sense oh yeah absolutely absolutely well any other any other thoughts on the uh on on writing this song uh anything unusual that happened while you were putting it together this week no it was just a lot of fun to like kind of write with a purpose so thanks for cool oh yeah absolutely that. i'm happy to, to 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 prompt people to write with a purpose um 
And I and I'm I'm lucky enough because I'm doing this this podcast that it gives me a purpose of writing a song every week too. Um, so let let's let's take a look at the song that I did. I think I mentioned that I'm not always the most adventurous guitarist, but I tried to be a little bit more adventurous with this song just because I knew that you were going to be the guest. So uh, with the guitar part anyway. Um, yeah. So all right, this is uh, Aperture of Love by yours truly david coyle it is my contribution to the to the challenge this week all right here we go when the shadows creep into your mind when you reach for what you cannot find It seems the time has left you far Behind a wall that blocks the sun But you see A tiny aperture of love But a glow so small Will surely soon be gone Awesome. All right. So that was Aperture of Love by yours truly, David Coyle. Uh, that's my prompt song this week. And uh, before I, I, I start talking about it, is there anything that stood out to you about this, Maya? Um, I loved um, the melody a lot. It was very um, kind of somber, but with like a little bit of a... It felt like you knew what you were talking about the melody in general like the words also were awesome but like i think they complemented each other really well oh, um the melody okay. and the words and i um like the metaphor of the chorus behind a wall that blocks the sun you'll see the tiny aperture of love that's you oh. uh, i feel like you encapsulated the stenopaic energy yeah, that was the yeah. I kind of didn't go with you actually using the word, which is a cool word actually. I think I'm glad that you used it in yours because I think stenopaic is just kind of a cool. I mean, it almost sounds like uh, you know stenopoetic or something like that. It sounds like oh a, yeah, you know, kind of a cool cool word. So, well, this was um, this is a pandemic song for me. Uh, well, first off, I should say like like I said that I I kind of started off with. 
I, I knew that I, I really appreciate kind of the some of the chords that you choose, and I don't know what they are, I, I, uh, or I know a little bit better now, now that we've talked, but um, I was trying to find something that uh, kind of maybe maybe had a feel, but it's it's not quite not quite the same as what you normally do. Um, in fact, I ended up kind of getting closer. It, it this song kind of struck me as there was a band from the eighties called the church, which was an Australian band. And they had this, this one hit called under the Milky way. Um, mm -hmm. And so this song kind of is, is, is a callback to that stylistically, I think. Uh, Cause sometimes I'll try to, I don't know. Sometimes I'll emulate certain styles that are not quite what I'm trying to do, but they're the closest thing I can do. That is kind of what I'm trying to do. And then, um, that's great. Yeah, it's it sometimes it is. I thought <laughs> this song was great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um and I think the the song itself is about um you know, we're going through the 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 period right now where there's, you know, some people are vaccinated and some people aren't. And there's a little bit of tension between I think those some of the people that are just kind of ready to go and those people who aren't and uh I, I kind of had one of my own situations where I, I've been uh, I've been a prize hermit, to be honest with you, for the last year. And I just kind of committed to it. And I've just been I'm eagerly waiting for that second shot, which will be coming up in just a couple of days. And but I but I, there's sometimes there's this tension, you know, because you have, you know, some people like I said, some people that are already ready to go and they're trying to convince you to go do stuff that you're maybe you're not comfortable doing. And, you know, I, I recognize that I probably have, you know, been erring more on the safe side than a lot of folks. And I may be a little bit more cautious than I need to be. But but nevertheless, I, you know, I had some somebody trying to, you know, wanting to get together just recently. And I'm like, just just give me a couple more weeks. I'm so close. I'm so close. And <laughs> and, you know, there's this tension, you know, because you feel like you don't want to turn away your friends or you don't want to turn away, you know, family or anything like that. And uh you know, and, and there's a lot of, I don't know, worry about that. And it was kind of eating at me and, and giving me a lot of angst. So, so this song kind of got into that a little bit. Definitely, you know, a lot of songs that I've been writing have been had a little bit of the pandemic in them, not everyone. Um, but, uh, but this is definitely a pandemic yeah. song. So, all right. So I got to do my own self critique because, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And, uh, um, I actually, I'm, I'm mostly happy with the way this turned out, um, which is surprising because I ended up, uh, I'll be honest with you. I wrote this pretty much just since, uh, last night and, uh, and oftentimes like, like last week I did the same thing and I don't think that song came out anywhere near as good. Uh, and, but this one, this one. You know, you end up, you know, if you're writing a song every week, then sometimes you get something that comes out pretty well. So, so I was, I'm, I'm mostly happy with this. Uh, I think once I kind of figured out the guitar part, I, I constructed the guitar part, most, most of it first, the bridge kind of mm -hmm. came after I'd written the first couple verses, but the, the guitar part was what it was built around. I'm not, I don't know, you know, I listen to your music and I just love the, I love your lyrics and they're so surprising they're just not they're not there's nothing cliche about your lyrics and i feel like um you know i look at my verses here and i'm kind of, and this is this is you should, i guess you never compare yourself to somebody else but i like i i do feel like the like the the verses have a little bit too hard the rhymes are a little too hard and that makes me feel like maybe i need to mix that up a little bit i felt like i kind of cheated in the chorus because a son and love and gone don't really rhyme per se. Uh, and that, and I like that kind of thing. I like, I like rhymes that are near, I like near rhymes. I'm a big fan of yeah. near rhymes. So when I, so yeah. And, and you do them brilliantly. Um, and so I've got some hard rhymes and rhymes in here that are a little bit, at least in that first verse, I think, I think the second verse actually fantasy disease and, and leave or family. Those, those aren't near, those are near rhymes. Disappears, reappear fear those are a little closer but i might look at that a little closer uh let's see here but i'm i'm mostly mostly happy with this i mean there's a few minor things like 
I, I don't know if you ever get stuck on this, but I sometimes I'll look at like, should I say but or should I say and or should I oh, say yeah. then, you know, or if, you know, is it what's the right kind of conjunction, I guess, to use. And and so that's something that I'm not sure about. I use a lot of buts in this song. Um, but yeah, I you know, I, I actually. Oh, I know the uh, the bridge. I think I need to slow that down a little bit. Um, I actually fumbled the guitar part in the recording, so that all need to be fixed. But I think the uh, I may want to just slow that down and and give it a different, a less frenetic pace, like the rest of the song. Um, yeah, that would be cool. But but yeah, anyway, I I don't know. I'm mostly I'm mostly happy with what I got, and uh, I think this is this is a keeper. So yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's a great song. I'm glad I got to hear it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that appreciate that well maya we have come to that part of the show where you get to promote whatever you want to promote do you have anything that you want to promote (laughs) yeah i think the biggest thing um if anyone is comfortable doing it probably the last show before i move will be on may 21st um at this place called the roxy on broadway here in denver um and they still have limited capacity and they're pretty strict on their covert regulations actually so i i feel safe doing one there um but it should be a hoot and a holler and i'm excited we'll have our whole band there um and maybe see some familiar faces that have we haven't seen in like almost a year and a half (laughs) yeah yeah well that's uh just just uh it's the same crew as the that i saw last last year I think it was at the Roxy yeah. too. I think it also was at yeah. the Roxy. And <laughs> Same venue too. You guys kicked ass. So I uh, yeah, yeah. I highly recommend Thanks. checking out that show. And especially since, you know, you might be seduced by San Francisco and decide to never come back. So we gotta get our uh get our uh, Maya Bennett shows when we can. So that's <laughs> that's really cool. And where if somebody wants to get uh your albums, uh how would they go about doing that? Yeah, so you can just look up my name, Maya Bennett, or my album, As the Pink Fades, on all the streaming services, Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple. Um, And then if you want to hear some new stuff that I've been kind of casually putting out, I say casually because it's very, like, crappy live videos of Instagram as a place to go. It's at (laughs) Maya Bennett Music. Um, Just kind of... It's a way to stay updated before I can actually get more professional projects done. I also have a Facebook and all that jazz. Well, Maya, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you for having me. You bet. You bet. Um, All right. Next week, our guest is going to be Pamela Makala. And I'll be posting the prompts this weekend on Dave Coyle's Musical Extravaganza on Facebook and also on Twitter at David L. Coyle. I encourage you to play along. Uh, feel free to pick a prompt, write a song, and then post it as a comment for an episode or on uh, or just tweet me uh, at David L. Coyle. If you have any questions for me about, you know, for me or about any of my guests, uh, you can email me at rawsongwriting at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, please consider contributing to the program via Venmo at Dave Coyle or paypal.me slash Dave Coyle. In the meantime, keep your songwriting raw and riveting. When the shadows creep into your mind When you reach for what you cannot find And it seems the time has left you But you see